Well, hello and welcome to Thrive Church. We are so happy to have you here with us today. I am Judah Thomas, lead pastor here at Thrive, and we welcome you here, and we are so thankful for you being here, whether you are here with us in person at one of our locations, Terryville, Torrington, New Britain, or online. We welcome you, and we are continuing our series called The Adventure. You know, I believe that God has made us for adventure, that God has created us to live a life of adventure, a life of taking risks for the kingdom of God, for accomplishing great things for the kingdom of God. But did you know that the adventurous living requires a certain level of focus? You know, if you want to live an adventurous life, you have to, you have to focus on things. I mean, even at a very practical level, if you like to do adventurous things, like, say, rock climbing, Right? It requires a certain level of focus. Like, if you're rock climbing, you're not checking your phone while you're climbing up, you know, the face of a rock. Or if you go, go boating. I love to go boating, and, and we're out there, especially recently, there's like all these logs and debris in the water and other boats that have no clue what they're doing, and you have to stay focused on what you're doing. Aviation, if you're flying an airplane, you have to stay focused. If you uh, like cycling, you're out there riding your bike, you have to stay focused all of these things require a certain level of attention. You know, distractions in the adventurous life can kill you. You know, th this, this was uh, apparent to me as, as uh, a young guy growing up. Me and my dad, we, we would go rock climbing sometimes. And, and uh, I remember this one time we were climbing at a climbing gym. And there was a guy, and he was climbing with his girlfriend. And, uh, and he was climbing, and she was belaying him down below. And, and he is going up there, and he's getting pretty high up there. And she wasn't paying attention to what he was doing. She wasn't paying attention to the fact that, that he was in, a, in an area that was a little too difficult for him. And she's off talking to somebody while she should be belaying. And the next thing we know, we hear him yell, and he's falling. Fortunately, the belaying device that she had had a safety backup feature that caught him. But he fell about 10 feet, hit the rope, and then bounced there. And then they had a nice, colorful conversation with each other over the next couple of minutes. You know, an adventurous life requires a little bit of attention. We, we get so distracted, though. You know, one of the main problems that people have these days while driving is distracted driving. We're, we're so distracted by, by, you know, checking our cell phones or, or putting our makeup on or whatever it is that we do while we're driving down the road. We're distracted. We're distracted, and distractions can kill. As a follower of Jesus Christ, it is important for us to have our eyes focused on Jesus, to have our eyes focused on Jesus. In your notes, you can't call yourself a follower of Jesus if you aren't even looking at him. So many people say, well, I'm, I'm following Jesus, but, but we're not even, not even looking at him. It's like playing follow the leader. I'm sure you've played follow the leader before. Somebody's a leader and everybody follows him and they try to do all this stuff and, you know, you just try to follow them. But imagine playing follow the leader and everybody's blindfolded, right? It's like, oh, we're playing follow the leader, but, but if you can't see where the leader is going, how can you actually be following them? It doesn't work that way. You know, Peter lived a miraculous life of adventure. He lived a life of adventure. He, he walked on water, only one of two people ever to walk on water. Jesus and Peter, he took a risk, as we saw in week one of this series. He took a risk. He stepped over the boat. 
and, and, and he obeyed the invite. We talked about obedience last week. He obeyed Jesus inviting him, and then he walked on water. Throughout the series, we've been looking at Peter and, and how he was able to walk on the water. And here in Matthew 14, 28, we'll kind of review it really quick. It says, Then Peter called out to him, he's calling out to Jesus, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked in the water toward Jesus. But verse 30, it says, But when he saw the strong wind and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. How often do we begin to sink when we see the strong wind and waves in our lives? Peter saw the wind and waves and he began to sink. It says, When he saw the strong wind and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. And Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? You know, Peter does something amazing. He does something amazing. He gets out and he walks on the water. His eyes were on Jesus. I have the word Jesus here. You know, it's easy to focus on this, but then we focus on it for a few moments and then, and then we get distracted by other things. We're focusing on Jesus, but we're allowing the distractions of life to, to draw our attention away. And that's what Peter did. He allowed the distractions of the wind and the waves to take his focus off of Jesus. This is the problem that Peter faced out on the water. He takes his eyes off Jesus. His, his focus had shifted from the Messiah to the storm. No longer was he looking at Jesus out there on the water. Now he's looking at the wind and the waves, saying, you know, this shouldn't be possible right now. <laughs> I'm walking on, this, this shouldn't, what if I, what if I sink? What if I, what if everybody laughs at me? What if I drown and die? I mean, like, honestly, Peter, you should have thought about this before stepping out of the boat, right? I mean, I mean, you're walking on the water now. And, and I find it kind of interesting that he had enough faith to step out of the boat, but he didn't have enough faith to keep walking on the water once he was out there. You know, he had the faith. He stepped out there. Nobody else stepped out. But then once he's out there, then he starts saying, oh, well, you know, it, it is pretty windy. And look at these waves out here. And he stopped focusing on Jesus. In your notes, we need to focus on the Savior and not on the storm. See, Peter started focusing on the storm. And many of us, that's what we're focusing on right now in our lives. We're focusing on the storm. We're focusing on the troubles, on the, the problems, on the issues we're focusing on us, everything else, but we're not focusing on the Savior. See, Peter was doing great until he took his eyes off of Jesus. He was out there walking on the stinking water. Like, he's out there. Like, if anything should boost your faith, it's like, that should be. He's like, look, guys, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You would think that his faith would be going through the roof, but instead, he stopped focusing on Jesus, started focusing on everything else, and he began to sink. Because, in your notes, you can only focus on one thing at a time. You're either focusing on Jesus or you're focusing on the storm, the wind, the waves, other things. You know, many years ago, people started coming up with this idea of, of multitasking, right? You know, multitasking means that, that you should be able to do more if you do multiple things at once. So you've got several things that you're doing all at once, and if you do that, then you should be able to be more productive. And they had conferences and books all about how to multitask, and, and they would interview you to get a job and say, are you good at multitasking? Like, yes, I'm good at multitasking. And, and it was like this badge of honor that you could multitask, but now it's been proven in study after study after study that multitasking is actually a myth. 
They did a study with college students uh, not too long ago, and, and they were doing their homework, and they were multitasking. And the students that multitasked, it took them much longer to do their homework, and their grades were far lower because they're distracted. See, we think that we can focus on multiple things, but we actually can't. See, everything, everything suffers when your attention is divided. I'm sure Peter was thinking like, oh, I can focus on several things. I can focus on Jesus, but I can also focus on the wind and the storms and the fact that, you know, I, I'm in the water here and, and, and there's maybe sea monsters underneath me. And, and, and he's focused on all these things and he thinks he's still focused on Jesus, but actually he's not focused on him any longer. It's this myth of multitasking. Peter started out good. His eyes were on Jesus. This is going good. This is going good. And then he gets distracted. You ever gotten distracted from the task at hand? Ever got distracted by the thing that you're doing? Maybe an interruption, something comes up. Now you get distracted. When I was a teenager, um, my dad and I, we, we did archery together. And, uh, you know, he, he's a, a pastor of, of a church. And, and we would, sometimes we would go and we would shoot our bows in the church. And so, so, so they had this auditorium. But, um, but what was cool is they had a balcony in the back. And so we put the target on, on the stage, and we go up in the balcony, because it was great. We get a 20-yard shot, and you're kind of like angled, like as if you're in the woods. It was great. And we're up there, and, and I'm getting ready to shoot. And, and the thing of it is, is, is that was a pretty good shot. It was only 20 yards. I knew I could take the shot. I was very confident at this distance, and I'm looking, but then I start getting distracted. By, by the stained glass and the fact that we're inside and the chairs and all these things. And I, and I shot my bow, and it went straight through his uh, lectern, his podium, right on the stage. Right straight through it, smashed out a piece of it. And I'm like, oh, man, it was an easy shot. But I allowed myself to get distracted. What are we aiming at in life? The, the reality of it is this, it is, is my bow is accurate. The arrow flew where I aimed it at. But I became distracted, and I started aiming it at something different. And I ended up missing the target that I wanted to hit because of the distraction, and I ended up what I was actually aiming at. What are we aiming at in our life? Do we get these interruptions, these distractions, constant notifications on our phones? Uh, we, people are calling us. We're getting interruptions, emails. We're getting these storms. For many people, in the last year and a half, COVID has distracted so many people. From so many things, from relationships, from, from gathering together, uh, you know, politics has become such a major distraction and it gets our eyes off of Jesus and we create, we're creating enemies and we're focused on, on these things that are insignificant in the grand scheme of things. And then in your notes, we begin to sink when we take our eyes off of Jesus. We look around and wonder, why am I sinking in life? Why does it feel like I'm sinking? Why does it feel like I can barely keep my head above water? And perhaps, perhaps, the reason why is because you took your eyes off of Jesus. Maybe having a relationship problem. Maybe, maybe you're, you're getting some, some, some bad grades. Maybe you have some trouble at work. We feel these problems coming at us. It feels like, like you're running through a, a gauntlet. Like, a, like an obstacle course. Like, if you ever saw that show, Wipeout? I used to love that show. You're, like, running through, you know, this obstacle course. Meanwhile, there's, like, obstacles trying to, like, knock you off course. And, and what happens is the more we pay attention to the obstacles in life, the more likely it is that we get knocked off. See, are we focused on the obstacles or are we focused on the one who has the power to get us through the obstacles, the things that we're trying to go through? See, 
Many of us are suffering problems. We're suffering pain. But you know, pain does not give us the permission to panic. Pain is not the absence of peace. See, we get these pain, we get this, this, these problems in life, and we start to panic. That's what happened to Peter. He sees the problems, and he begins to panic. And when he begins to panic, his eyes are off Jesus, and he begins to sink. In your notes, don't panic when the problems come. Don't begin to panic. Don't let yourself panic when the problems come, because they will come. Maybe you don't have any problems in your life right now. And you know what? We will pray that, 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 that it stays that way. But chances are, chances are you will have problems at some point. You will have pain at some point. But don't allow the pain and problems to bring you to the point of panicking, to doubting the peace that God is giving to us. See, some people, they, they always talk about their problems, right? You know anybody like that? So, you know, some people never change, right? Like, maybe you know somebody. I'm sure, I'm sure you don't talk about your problems all the time, but I'm sure somebody else that you know does. Um, you know, every time you see him, it's always the same problems. Like, oh, this and all this and all that. And it's like every single time, I mean, you see him, like, you know, next month, and it's the same thing. You see him next year, it's the same thing. You see them 20 years later, and it's like they're still talking about the same problems. No wonder they're not any better, because that's where their focus is. Their focus is always on the problem, and if their focus is always on the problem, they're not going to get through the problem. This is a problem that many people face when when they're facing, uh, you know, uh, trying to recover from addictions and things like that. The more we put our focus on the addiction, the more we tend to wallow in it. Instead, we need to take our focus and put it on Jesus and allow him to work in our life the path of recovery. See, but are we doing that? Are our eyes on Jesus or our eyes on the problem? It's like driving. One of the things they taught me in driver's ed is that your car goes where you look, right? Like you're driving late at night. It's dark. It's a narrow, windy road. And some, you know, jerk comes through with their high beams on. You know, it's like they got the high beams on and they're they're not cutting them off. And and what's the tendency? The tendency is to kind of look at them. But if you look at them, you're going to end up running into them. What do you have to do? You have to look where you want to go. You have to look at the empty lane in front of you, and then you'll be able to go through, even though this guy's trying to blind you as you're driving. See, we need to keep our eyes where we want to go, not where we don't want to go. We don't want to put our eyes on the problem. We want to put our eyes on the solution. It's like a tightrope walker. Imagine being a tightrope walker. These guys, you know, walking over... You know, Niagara Falls. They're out there on the tightrope. They're doing their tightrope thing. They're not paying attention to the height that they are above the water. They're not paying attention to the waterfall that is cascading below them. They're paying attention to the destination that they want to get to. They're not allowing themselves to be distracted by the birds and by the sunset and by anything else other than they have their eyes firmly fixed on where they want to go. Where are our eyes? Are our eyes focused on Jesus or are they focused on the problems? It says in Hebrews 12, verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Do we have some weights in our life 
that slow us down. Don't elbow somebody next to you. But do we have some weights in our life that slow us down? Maybe it is a relationship that's slowing you down. Maybe it's something else that's slowing you down. He says to strip off every weight that slows you down. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's a hobby. Maybe it's an interest. I don't know. He says especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Strip off these things and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. Keeping our eyes on the prize, our eyes on Jesus. The champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him. He endured the cross, disregarding his shame, and now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. See, we keep our eyes on him. We keep our eyes on him, not the difficulties, not the weight that is holding us down. We keep our eyes on Jesus. Are you keeping your eyes on Jesus today? We need to strip off that weight. We need to strip off that, that distraction In your notes, stop focusing on the things that drag you down and instead focus on the one who can pull you up. See, we put our focus on him, the one who can pull us up. Many of us, though, we just focus on the thing that's dragging me down. Oh, this is dragging me down. I don't know how I'm ever going to get out of here. And see, if Peter continued to focus on the wind and the waves, he would have drowned. But instead, Jesus got his attention. He said, hey, Peter, pay attention to me. Look at me. And he grabbed his hand and they were able to walk back. To the boat in safety. See, we tend to also look at this story about Peter in a way that it's only like negative things that distract us from Jesus and cause us to sink. But you know, if we're honest, it can be good things too. Like there's good things, like legitimately good things that can also distract you. I've seen it happen so many times. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's, it's your marriage, you know, newly married, and, and it's like all of the great things going on there, but then we forget to put Jesus first. Maybe it's a a new job that you've started. Maybe it's the pursuit of your career. Maybe it's your school, a new school, a new class, something that you're pursuing. Maybe a new house. Maybe, you you know, you had a baby. All of these are good things, but they can take our eyes off of Jesus and cause us to lose our footing. See, we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. What does it take to take your eyes off of Jesus? What does it take to distract you? You know, maybe it's a... You know, a, a cute guy or a girl. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a promotion, the, the lure of more money. Maybe it's something else. I don't know what it is in your life that's taking your eyes off of Jesus. But for many of us, we, we stop focusing on Jesus. You know, once Peter refocused, he was able to walk on the water again. Once he refocused. In your notes, miracles happen to those whose eyes are on Jesus. See, Peter had his eyes on Jesus, and when he did, the miraculous was happening. But once he took his eyes off Jesus, that's when he began to sink. Are you focused on Jesus? Are you focused? Have you been focused on Jesus? You know, at the beginning of this sermon, I I pointed out that it says Jesus here. But how how many of you noticed that it's kind of blurry by now? This whole time, you know, it's there, it's in the background. Oh, it was in clear focus in the beginning, but now it's beginning to get blurry. We don't even notice it because of the distractions that are going on, the other things that are going on, and then we don't even notice it because it happens so slowly, and our eyes are taken off of Jesus, and it begins to get blurry. So what are we focused on? What are we focused on? Are we focused on the news? Is that like the most important thing in our life? We focused on, on, on money, the pursuit of money, the pursuit of happiness, 
career, you know, becoming an influencer. I don't know. Like, what do you look at more than anything? Like, what do you physically look at more than anything? For most of us, it's probably, you know, our phone. We look at that probably more than more than anything, or, or maybe maybe on social media, maybe, maybe some of you, it's like, I'm looking in the mirror more than anything. It's like, hey, good looking, you know? I don't know what it is that you're looking at more than anything. What is it that we're looking at more than anything? What is it that is drawing our eyes off of Jesus? In Philippians 3.14, Paul's writing here, he says, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus, is calling us. I press on to reach the end of the race. He's focused on the end of the race. He's focused on the finish line. A runner, when a runner runs a race, he's focused on the finish line. If a runner begins to get focused on the spectators, if the runner begins to be focused on the weather, if the runner is focused on anything else other than the finish line, then they will lose the race because they're running distracted. And many of us are running distracted lives. We're running the race of life, but yet we're not focused on the things that matter most. We're focused on the wind. We're focused on the waves. Maybe we're focused on some good things, but at the end, we feel like we're still sinking because our eyes are not on Jesus. In the Old Testament, before Jesus came on the scene, we see Moses. And Moses was the one who led the Israelites out of slavery to the Egyptians. And when they're wandering in the wilderness, it happened that that they came into an area and there was all these venomous snakes and the snakes were, were biting the people. And when they would be bitten, it was only a short time until that person would die. And this is sweeping through the whole nation of Israel. People are getting bitten and they're dropping dead. And this is in Numbers 21. And God tells Moses, he says, I want you to take a bronze pole and wrap it with a bronze snake and put it in a position where the whole community can look and they can see this snake. And if they get bitten by one of the venomous snakes, if they look at this bronze snake, then they will not die. So he did that and he erected this bronze snake on a pole up there and everybody who looked at it did not die. Jesus then references this in John 3 and says that just as Moses lifted up a pole with a snake and whoever looked at that pole with the snake, they wouldn't die. He says, I'm going to be lifted up as well. I'm going to be lifted up on a pole. And he was and he was crucified and everyone everyone who looks to him in your notes all who looked at jesus will be saved see we can look to him just as just as those israelites who were bitten by the snake the snake bitten jews would look at the snake and the snake would bring them healing we looked at jesus who was hung on the pole but he's not on that pole anymore He's alive and he's risen, but when we look to him, he brings that healing power. Has your vision of Jesus become blurry? Has your vision become blurry? Can we turn our eyes upon Jesus, looking full into his wonderful face? And when we do the things of earth, They grow strangely dim. Where are your eyes today? Where are your eyes? Are they... Are they drifting? Are they wandering? Is Jesus becoming blurry to you? We need to focus on him. We'll close with John 16, 33. It says, I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. And you know that you can have peace 
and the storm. Peace and the difficulty. Peace even in a hard time. He says, I've told you this, that you may have peace in me. He goes on to say, Jesus is speaking, here on earth you'll have many trials and sorrows. All right, can I get an amen for that one? Like, like oh man. Here you're going to have many trials and sorrows. Like we, we like to say, oh, we're going to just win the lottery. Everything's going to be great in your life. Follow Jesus and, you know, everything's perfect. No, he says, hey, guys, gather around. You're going to have trials and sorrows. But he goes on and says, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So are you facing a storm? If you're facing a storm. Look to Jesus. Are you facing sickness? Then look to Jesus. Are you battling depression? Then look to Jesus. Are you broke? Then look to Jesus. Are you sad? Then look to Jesus. Are, are you living with guilt? Then look to Jesus. Are you battling you know, shame on your past? Then look to Jesus because there is peace in Jesus because he overcame. So turn your eyes to him. Look to him. He won't let you sink. When your eyes are on him, he is the author and the finisher. He's the initiator and the perfecter. And he has overcome. He's the master of the wind and the waves. And he is more than a conqueror. He has conquered more than we will ever face. When Jesus rose from the grave, he conquered sin and death. The problems that we face are small in comparison Peter is out there walking on the water and he's afraid of the wind and he's afraid of the waves but Peter fails to realize that Jesus is walking on the very thing that terrifies him. You know, Jesus is walking on the thing that terrifies you. He's walking on the waves. He's walking on the problem. He's conquered them. He's overcome and he's undaunted by the storms that come into your life. So keep your eyes on the one who can walk on the waves. Let's pray together. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And we thank you for your goodness to us, Lord. We thank you for Jesus who walked on the waves, who gives us peace, who invites us out onto the water to live the adventurous life. Lord, forgive us for the times that we've taken our eyes off of him. Forgive us for the times that we've been distracted by the cares of this world, and we've chosen to focus instead on things of little or no importance. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord, He's calling you now. He's inviting you now to step out of that boat, the boat of your comfort zone, the boat of your past, the boat of believing what you've always believed because you never thought to actually question those beliefs. He's asking you now. He's inviting you now to come out and walk on the water with him, to take a step of faith, to call on his name. Anyone who calls on his name will be saved. If you believe that Jesus is your Lord, won't you say that out and say, Jesus, you are my Lord. I'm calling on you now. I'm stepping out right now. So, Father, we thank you for sending Jesus to be our finish line. Let us fix our eyes on Him. Let us strip off all the things that weigh us down. Let us strip off the things, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us keep our eyes on You, the initiator and perfecter of our faith, the author and the finisher of our faith, and that You who've begun this work, You're faithful to complete it, that You are there. And when our eyes are on You, we can live the miraculous and adventurous life. And we thank You for all these things. In Jesus' name, 
Amen and amen. Let's stand together. Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can go and visit us at www.thrive.church. If you're ever in the area, we'd like to invite you to come and join us. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to leave a rating, review, share with your friends and family. Until next time, may you grow deeper in God's word each day.